Sometimes the power of a message in so many directions, the message is speaking towards. It could cause you to be so still because you're trying to comprehend how to get it all out. It becomes more and more powerful every time. Sometimes it feels as though it could be better written down than just spoken. But God had me to speak it. And I'm going to speak it. Be mindful of who you show your vulnerability with. When God says, confess your faults to one another, he's talking about those who you can trust. You will not unclothe yourself around somebody you don't know. So don't expose your deep emotions to somebody who have not earned your trust yet. You can't just tell anything to everybody. You're not being secretive. You're being wise with your emotional stability. Have to be strategic when it comes to your stability. Cannot be emotionally entangled. Cannot fall apart emotionally. And you cannot have people see you that way. That you do not know. Do not trust. Because whatever you don't overpower, it will overpower you. You cannot put your emotions. I cannot put my emotions in the hands of those who are not found to be trustworthy. God will allow you to feel comfortable around whoever he placed in your path for you to confess your emotions to. But the worst thing we can do is become, become emotionally unstable because of the pressures due to the issues of life that surrounds us. People are waiting to see how you act and respond to pressure. What is your response to pressure? When the world say this is going on and many are afraid and panicking, they're looking to see what is your response concerning it. In the book of Jude, he was pretty much explaining how necessary it is to go through the process of a trial and tribulation. Because that's where our faith is really exposed. 
And it's good to have your faith exposed so you can see where you currently are. Because without a trial or a tribulation, you will not know. Because everything going according to how you want it to be. But when things come suddenly that you had no idea come towards you, those who connected to you, your faith is clearly seen regarding that very thing every time. It causes you to be truth and cause me to be truth with ourselves. Whether we come up higher due to we exposing how we really feel that we thought that we wasn't going to feel but that situation had me to feel some type of way but I thought it was going to be a different outcome a different response because it's easy said than done but when a demonstration comes towards me See, it's easy for me to give advice to somebody that is not happening to me, giving it over to them who's experiencing it, but when it comes to knock on my door, my faith is exposed. And it causes spiritual development. Because we addressed everything that we need to change. We make those adjustments because we want more. We want better. We don't want to stay where we are. And that's what trials and tribulations are set up to do. Show us where we are doing our spiritual development. So trials and tribulations are connected to spiritual development and spiritual development is connected to a level of maturity and maturity is connected to your reward, to your breakthrough, because now you're able and ready to possess a thing. And Jude also stated when a trial and tribulation is present, it shows you where your faith really lies, but don't counsel don't ignore, don't walk away, don't dismiss that development, that process to develop spiritually because you're not going to receive the outcome that you expect to have for yourself because you didn't go through no process to grow, to be able to possess. So it's necessary to give thanks and give praise because of a trial and tribulation. Don't exit out prematurely. Don't have your head down being upset saying, here goes something else again. No, that's breakthrough connected. Sometimes we can say, you know what? I had enough. It seems like it's always something. Yeah, blessing upon blessing. It's not going to just fall in your lap. You got to learn how to keep the blessing, to release the blessing, to pass on the blessing. 
And the only thing that comes by spiritual development, which comes by trials and tribulations, which comes by patience working itself, which comes by allowing faith to work in patience. Jude also stated, be happy when somebody get a slap on the wrist. Because many of the times we feel like you're not deserving to get one. It's always those who get a slap on the wrist who we feel like don't deserve to get a break. Because they seem the ones that be starting all the trouble. They keep getting away with things that they're doing, but they're not getting away. It's just mercy being present. You can't look at the deserving. You got to look at them being worth. What God has for them. Their worth. The trials and the tribulation teaches us how to develop more and more. Angels of breakthrough is breakthrough. Angels of breakthrough is breakthrough. Angels of breakthrough is breakthrough. At the sound of the tone of my mouth, released in the atmosphere, tongues of fire, the angels of breakthrough is breakthrough. The angels of breakthrough have your breakthrough. The angels of breakthrough commission to release your breakthrough. The angels of breakthrough been dispatched to release your breakthrough. Your breakthrough. They're commissioned for your breakthrough. And it's not just one breakthrough. It's breakthrough upon breakthrough. You and I don't have the same angels. You get a new dispatch. You are the one to determine. You and I are the ones to determine. How quick they flood our lives in with breakthrough. According to the trials and tribulations. Our response allow us to know where we are spiritually and how much we develop spiritually. If you're thinking about next year already, you're still stuck in January 2022 where resolutions were present. We can make resolutions every day, every night. But if you don't put what you think into demonstration, there is no power of manifestation. How many times we thought of something and we said something and did not do it because of what reason? I don't know. A wise person just do and not say. A wise person don't talk too fast, neither talk too much. Don't tell everything. Don't tell everything. 
things God have us to keep and do. And something to see and say while we're doing. Be careful what you ditch out. I feel that in my spirit during this time of progression. Be careful what you ditch out. Don't ditch out frustration. Don't ditch out becoming emotionally entangled, falling apart. Don't let anybody see you like that. Because it's not easy to bounce back from that, from people's perception of what you threw out there. Now, you can become better, but they still got what you throw out there. Be very mindful. You can't just put your all in anybody. You can't confess your faults to any and everybody. Even though you and I are trustworthy, we cannot just assume that everybody is the same. People change. And they have the ability to change their minds if they want to. You know what's so amazing what God said to me last night? When Satan heard me talk to Christ and say, now it's time to make man in our own image. Satan had no idea that he was going to form man, spirit, soul, and body. He just thought it was going to be created in the kingdom right there. He had no idea that humanity was connected to Satan falling from the kingdom in the middle realm earth. Satan had no idea God was going to breathe his breath into man and form him out of dust. He had no idea. That was his first time seeing a spirit, soul, and body in one in the image of God. He had no idea that God would create man in his image in the earthly realm. He didn't know until when he get when he got kicked out. And doing God's work in the earth on the sixth day, when he breathed life into Adam, who was first called the man. Satan saw that for the very first time. God gave me a dream. And everybody was under one roof. And the next time we came together, Wherever we go to worship God, the next service, it was nothing but a lot of praise and giving thanks in the atmosphere. That's what I saw in my dream. It wasn't even too many words to be said. It was nothing but demonstrations as to your honor, your loyalty, your devotion. 
Being so grateful for God's doing in your life and who he is. As well as our Savior personally. And Holy Spirit. It was so many miracle signs and wonders and healing taking place because of that praise. People weren't caring about how they look when they praise or how they sound when they were praising. And all of a sudden, this angel walked in. His spirit tone was brown skin, very close haircut, and he had on a garment that looks like a wedding dress, but it was a manly garment. It just was made like that. With his thick black belt girded around his waist. And he began to just sing songs of praise. And in the dream I yelled to him. I remember you. Whatever you say it happens. But when I got up I was like I never seen that angel before. My spirit man say, I remember you. Whatever you say due to a song, it happens. I was telling everybody in the room, listen to what he's saying. Because right while he's saying it, it's going to happen immediately. Instantaneously, miraculously upon us. So let him sing songs of praise. Let him prophesy praises over your life. And immediately I thought about Satan when he was Lucifer. How he was a worship and praise leader. Everybody have breath, have an ability in the kingdom before we were even here, naturally had an ability to make a good or bad decision. No one thought that way. Satan was the first one to think that way in the kingdom. Negatively. Used this ability the wrong way. And had other angels that are now demons come alongside with him. And it wasn't just a little bit. It was multitudes and multitudes of angels that he convinced who regret ever listening to him. But Satan had no idea until right now about this angel that God had concerning because of another man we were made righteous. Satan is because of one man we were made sinners. Christ is because we were made righteous. And there's a worship angel. An angel that give forth a praise. Prophetically in the kingdom. And I saw him. And he looked and he walked towards me. I would never forget this. I was in a pulpit. And he gave me two Blue baby socks. He put both fingers inside of where the feet goes and placed them in the palm of my left hand. 
These were socks that you put on a newborn's feet. And they were baby blue. I would never forget that. After I said, I know you. When you praise and say when you praise, it happens. And he knew that I noticed him. And people were looking at me like, you know him, you've seen him before. Yeah, I've seen this angel before. And God gave me the name. His name, they pronounce it in the kingdom, Bethel. But we say Bethel. His name is Bethel. We only read about it being mentioned four archangels. Now three. Because Lucifer is Satan. He's no longer in the kingdom. It's more than four. I'm telling you right now. I met Bethel. And the way how he sings. And stand like that. God had to remind me. Quenisha. I can't really show you too much in the kingdom. Because it makes you want to come home. You dare go right. I would want to go. Seeing things like that. But I can't think about myself. I got to finish here. As it is in the kingdom. My God. Stood there so tall. And spirit is brown toned. Close haircut. If I had to guess. What kind of nationality that he can look like? African American. But he's not that nationality. But just to give you an example of his identity, he looked like he's a black angel. And he just stood like that. He's not shaped like the rest of the archangels. They're, you know, strong and, you know, their posture is different. Michael is very strong, very muscle bound and very tall. I would never forget. I woke up to him. It's like six years ago. He was standing watching over me in the corner of my wall. And immediately our spirit men already know who they are. I woke up, Michael. Wow, you here. You're so big. I just kept saying to Michael, Michael, you're so big. You big. I ain't know what else to say, but you big. And he was like, no, I'm mighty. I said, okay, you mighty. <laughs> okay, mighty. For Michael to be so serious when it comes to his position as a chief in the army of God. He has a well, I'm trying to tell you, a very well, funny sense of humor, if that makes sense. Michael is very humorous. He's a jokester. But at the same time, don't confuse the times when it's time to do what? When it's time to be serious, he's serious. Time to laugh, he's very humorous. He will have you laughing for days. So from that day, I was like, I don't call you big no more. You like mighty. I call you mighty. 
Because big could mean anything. Big could mean sloppy fat. <laughs> no, I'm mighty. That's a difference. Okay, mighty. Raphael is more so off the scene. But he's there. You know when Michael show up because warfare is present. Fire increase is present. Determination is present. That passion is present. That's when Michael lingering around. Especially when you're going through a trial tribulation. Out of your control. Persecution out of your control. And Satan thinking that he got it. In his control. But God is in control. That's when Michael is present. When you got to stir yourself up. I got to stir myself up. That's when Michael's present. Raphael's more so present when you're vulnerable. Vulnerable. I'm tongue twisted. Please excuse me. Vulnerable. <laughs> Raphael is there when you're crying out. Even from a heavy heart or just in worship. That's when Raphael is really dwelling there. He's more of the sensitive one. The cuddler. Hold you and caress you. And he'll just kiss all over you. He's like a pillow. Very sweet. Very genuine. Very, very affectionate. He's there to release that affection upon you, to have you to continue to see it through, give you that comfort that you need emotionally. Holy Spirit, give us the comfort spiritually to make better decisions, to choose right from wrong, way of doing anything, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And Gabriel, who we call Gabriel. He's the one who comes with the fresh revelations. Coming to release even confirmation. When you see something more than one time due to what God is saying, that's Gabriel present. When you get those visitations about new opportunities and Increasing, embarking, launching, that's when Gabrielle is present. And don't think one show without the other. They are all dwelling around us at the same time. We just hear about each identity due to an encounter somebody has specifically. Like with Mary and a I mean, excuse me, with yeah, with Mary, she had a visitation with Gabriel due to what she's about to bring forth here. Raphael was present a lot with David with the Psalms. Spare me, Lord, from my enemies. Lord, help me. They're seeking to kill me. But all of my help comes from the Lord. David was going back and forth with his emotions. One moment, David saying, get them who are going to get me, Father. Then he says, Wait a second. 
Can't nobody kill me. Because God promised me things i never seen yet. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills, which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the Lord who made heaven and earth. My only desire is the well in the house of the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Lift up your head, all ye gates. That's when Raphael was present. And so many more. The way how they are shaped and formed is the same, but their posture is different because their assignments are different. They even dress different according to their assignment. Michael always dressed like a warrior. Gabriel always just wearing garments. Raphael just, you know, he just do him. You barely know he's around, but you can feel the evidence of his presence due to your response of breakthrough because of endurance. So amazing. But this angel I seen but them, he's very slim and very tall. Not too tall. He's very slim. I mean, I'm not gonna say like a stick because when you when you I'm telling you when you are describing them, introducing them, or oh, they pay close attention because they want to hear what you gotta say due to what you seen. I know you ain't sounding like a stick. <laughs> no, that's that. I'm not saying like a stick. You're just very slim and very mighty. You have on this long garment like a wedding dress girded with a leather black belt. It's like if the belt wasn't there, it would be opened. Like king's attire. Things that an emperor would wear. So nice. It's like when he showed up, people start receiving things in their hand due to the promises that were being made by God. It's like he will show you something from that promise and put it in your hand. So amazing. Breakthrough is breakthrough. And God's saying to me, the people that were under the influence by Satan to try to destroy you, their breakthrough is connected to your breakthrough. Why? Because forgiveness and mercy is present. Your forgiveness and your mercy towards that deed due to that person being under his influence towards you, you push past all that is to speak and feel the opposite as to what that reality was trying to have you to do and say and feel regarding that person. You push past those thoughts and deeds and kept it positive because of forgiveness. That's mercy. 
You spared that person. And because of that, their breakthrough is connected to yours. That's why Jews said, don't be upset. Be happy when someone get a slap on the wrist. They're going to receive blessings because of your breakthrough. Because your mercy paved the way for them to receive an open, an open portal over their head. Because God don't look at us how we look in the natural at each other. You see, I said in the natural. In the natural, we would say, you don't deserve this. Get away from me. I won't be bothered with you. But spiritually, come here. I need you. I forgive you. I love you. Let's move forward. It's over. It's done. We're better than that. And because of your forgiveness, it opened up the windows. It opened up portals. You enter into a higher set of gates. A higher set of God's courts of praise. Right now, you know what I see? Realms of clouds and angels are dwelling on top of them. Round upon round. That is heaven. God is showing us his perspective of who he is and what he do and what he means by what he says. And a lot of times we just go off of what we've been taught. And it's so, you know, it feels so real to do because all we know how to do is learn from what we've been taught. And majority of the knowledge from our whole lives, you know, with that knowledge. But here come God with one word that shifts that way of thinking to the correct way of thinking, the correct way of speaking. You know what I know. There's no need to worry ever again. It don't matter what it look like. You thinking about mortgage? You thinking about those bills? Whatever you pay your attention to, that's going to have dominion over you. That's what you give your all into, what you pay your attention to. Or what I pay my attention to. If, my, if all of my attention on being well and not ill, I'm going to walk around afraid of dying due to an illness. And going to always think something in my head that something is wrong with my body. And if I think that in my head, it's going to be a demonstration. It's going to always be something wrong with my body. So why don't you stop caring about it? And I'm not mean, I don't mean care as in not loving care. I mean care as in a burden on your back. Some people out here eat like they walk on eggshells. So afraid of something happening to the or to an organ. And there are those who just, you know, took the burden off their back, not even focusing on just being and living life and eating whatever they want and still here a matter of how long days when somebody went out prematurely in young age due to worrying about an organ that actually failed because that's what you paid your attention to. Hallelujah. 
You got to speak words of life over those words of death that are surrounding you. It don't matter what it looks like. You be the one to determine your outcome. Due to you speaking like God says, there goes you knowing what your outcome looks like. If you come alongside with God, same goes for me. What are we worried about? We could be on a job and things going slow. That don't make you slow up with your praise and giving thanks. That may come alongside with God even more. Let me tell you this. The worst thing we can do as a believer is to live one way in front of people and another way behind their back. Because when that truth be exposed, it's going to be hard to grab that back and try to change it. Because it's already been thrown out there, already been exposed. And there are people out there that would love to see you be exposed. You ever made a mistake and somebody blew it up on purpose? And try to keep it lingering around? And you like, let it go. It's over. Hallelujah. Waiting to see you fall. But you have to overpower those negative motives and deeds with your positive ones. And that's going to gain them back because love covers everything. You call things that be not in a person as though it were, it causes them to change. Because you have confidence in them that they don't have. I realize today why God pulled the people away who I thought was to be in my life. No people, name, places mentioned. That's not what we do. But it's a testimony of minds that I know you can relate to. Being around people who you're so used to being around. You get along, but it's not always 100% all the time. It could be like an 85 one day, 55 another day, 99 another day for a very long time. And you're that person that's just so cool, so laid back, happy for them. But some people just want you to envy and be jealous of their accomplishments. And they're competing and comparing. Where is the love? Where's the friendship? Why would you want me to compete with you? Why would you want me to be jealous of you? Why would you want me to be envious? Why would you want me to want what you have? If you love me, you will lift me up to receive what belongs to me. People think that what they accomplish naturally defines who they are. Have no spiritual knowledge as to who they really are. And that's when we come in. Have to be nurturing. People can't feel comfortable being without God. And we can't have them to be comfortable where they are. I'm not talking about prejudgment. I'm talking about you continue to be an example and allow God to flood your life with blessings that many will want as well for themselves. 
But if your life looked like theirs and you walking with God, why even bother to go through your process if your outcome going to be the same as mine? If you're worried like me, going through all of that that you go through, the trial and tribulations and your income and your outcome is the same as mine, then why do I want to go through that process? I'd rather stay where I am and make the best of what I've got. Hallelujah. It's always going to be people that want you to want what they have. That's how they feel a great sense of security. Because they don't know how to come out and say, I don't feel good about myself. I got to accomplish things to dress up the outside because I don't even know what's going on on the inside for real. God don't start with the outside. He always start within. Even when it comes to a puzzle. Many of us start with the outside. With the corner pieces. But when it comes to God's vision, he starts from the inside and work his way on the outside regarding those pieces. Because the work always starts within, but the world way wants you to start on the outside because it doesn't know what's happening on the inside. Because the things on the inside are things that are present for healing to take place due to deliverance. Fear, doubt, insecurity, that's not on the outside, that's on the inside. We have to get rid of insecurity. We have to really get rid of insecurity. Some people can't even speak to other people because the people we are with are that insecure that we don't want to cause no conflict. And the worst thing that you can release in the atmosphere is insecurity. Especially if you're around somebody who loves you, you have no need to be, no need to feel insecure at all. But Satan will use people who under his influence to try to destroy your confidence and your security by having them trying to have you be jealous and envious because in the world they don't know how to express it's a cover up it's a shield to protect so for me to know that you love me in this relationship I gotta get you jealous to see if you care your caring is in your insecurities you jealous that means you care if you don't trip that means you don't but with God you are confident in yourself you know that what is for you, it is for you. And there's nothing more pleasurable for a man and woman to see that the person they with have confidence in them and can trust them. I can never say, I won't leave you around my man. What? Get out of here. <laughs> That's not my purpose of being here. That's not even my train of thought. Now, wisdom is wisdom. A wise person wouldn't even want to be in a room filled with women in the first place. They would dismiss themselves. Same goes for the women. That's a man and a woman begging for attention to sit around your friend's face uninvited. Want to tag along everywhere you go. 
She go, he go. Questioning every move. Female speak, a male speak, you get pissed off, but don't want to show it. But your spouse can feel it. They know how far to go with encounters with other people. Because of insecurity. For what reason? You don't have none when you're where you're supposed to be. Now, if you're where you're not supposed to be, where you don't belong, it's going to be present. Sometimes somebody wants you to be jealous so much and beg for attention the wrong way. You be like, you know what? Bye. Get away. Just because you being cruddy like that. And then sometimes when we go away, when God pull us away, say it that way, when God pull us away from things that we're not supposed to be entangled with, they don't know how to say, um, I apologize, even though it's not to be anymore, but at least forgive me for what I have done. Instead, they make it seem like you're the one to blame. Because a person with insecurity don't know how to hold themselves accountable. For their own actions. People walking past and looking back to see what your response going to be. Is you talking about them? Is you looking at them? Can feel when they're being talked about when they get up and walk away or when the room is quiet when they walk in. I have never been a fake person. Never. Never. Never talk about nobody behind their back. I just didn't like that. It's not right. I never liked fighting. Can't stand that thought of that. But used to be so afraid if my buttons get pushed to that point in the past, what would I do if I had to? My God. Then I had to cast down that generational curse. Because their thing is called blacking out. And I blacked out one time. I was 12. This 16 year old girl. Teenager. Kept trying to pick a fight with me. Over a 19 year old man. Who I didn't even thought of. Because I'm just a kid. How much of a pedophile are you anyway. To look at a 12 year old cheerleader. And you're 19 years old. Trying to get in her panties. So the 16 year old got mad. Why he wants you? Kept getting behind me and putting up her fingers and her fists, bumping me. And it lasted for hours. Kept bumping me. I 
I went to go get a knife. At the time, it was a watermelon knife. I put it in my jeans and covered the, the top up with my shirt. And I said, she got one more time. No one ever reached that limit before. She had one more time. She pushed me from the back. And I'll never forget these words I said to her. I don't want to fight you. I want to kill you. I blacked out. I chased her up and down the neighborhood. She tried to climb a tree and some all-star chucks. The whole neighborhood was, you know, like, whoa, wow. Everybody knew that she was a troublemaker. She was also on the same chili chili the squad I was on. But we got along until that moment where a, a man was present. I'm just a kid. I'm not into boys. Well, why he wants you? I don't like you because he like you. My God, really? Let's continue to cheer. Forget this mess. Now, I want to keep pushing you and plucking your nerve. And the neighborhood looked out for me. They know I just cheer. I'm just, you know, I be chilling. I don't do much. I be in the cut. So her stepfather came out there and they called the police and she was crying and scared. And people in the neighborhood was like, you know, give me the knife. We're going to hide the knife. The police on their way. They hid the knife. Police came. They had to follow proper protocol because they said they saw a knife. It was witnesses against me, but they didn't have no weapon. They still had to, you know, lock me up. They took me out to eat, you know, to, you know, a restaurant. I think it was fast McDonald's or somewhere. Anytime you going through a drive-through in a you know back of a you know police car, you know you know they know you ain't doing nothing wrong to hurt nobody. And I was in that jail cell. It was very cold, sitting on metal, and all I could see is all these shout-outs from different parts of DC, and I was just reading them, all kind of neighborhoods. I'm like, wow, my God. The police officer's like, you're going to be out tomorrow. Don't worry. You just got to go to court. And they gave me probation for what? I think three months called SOS program in the court building, save our streets, drop the charges. They knew that. I told, you know, I had to speak my statement. She just kept picking. And, you know, the whole neighborhood was on, on my side, came and was like, yeah, we, you know, it wasn't no knife. And we don't know what she talking about. I thank God for that. So she ain't had no case. They dropped it. But I'm just not that one to be so quick to fight. For what? I'm a lover. I'm a lover. That don't mean that I'm afraid because I choose not to. If anything, I'm afraid of what I might do. Because I don't like to. You understand? I thank God for that. Your breakthrough... Is here. Now how you see your manifestation. You can see it. Instantly. You can see it. Gradually. 
It's up to you according to your level of maturity to be able to possess. You got to be violent. Take it by force don't mean I'm going out here to go grab. No, it doesn't mean that. It means that I'm going to use my faith. I'm going to believe God for it. I'm going to believe in the now. Let me tell you something. I believe God every day as a now because that's how God is. He's in the now. His time is now. His time is not two o'clock tomorrow, next year. That's what we say on God. That's not what God say about us. He lives in the now. And when you don't see it now, but believe it now, it doesn't cause your faith to fall. It actually causes it to arise because you're not going to give up on that now at any given time. So position yourself to receive at any given time. I told some women who were seeking marriage and I said, what are you doing about the now? What change do you need to make now? Oh, I'll wait till I see something. That's why you're not going to see it because you're not in God's now. You want God to be in your now. Your now is not your manifestation. God now is spiritual manifestation before it transformed to the natural. See everything spiritually first. I start making changes when I see something. You're not going to see nothing. If I was to try to make some changes when I get married, they're not going to be permanent changes because I didn't go through that process to develop, to not have those changes, you know, I mean, to have those changes behind me. Instead, they'll still be lingering around. And then it, it looks like this, that I'll be one way when you meet somebody, how you meet somebody, you be one way. And then, you know, later on, you know, things start to happen, the truth start coming out. And you're like, I ain't know all this. Because you didn't go through that process. Hallelujah. We got to get rid of everything old. Everything old. To receive everything new. This is my time for now. I thank God for your angels of breakthrough. I thank God for introducing me to Bethel. This angel came and placed something in my hand like that. And then, you know, continue on singing. I'm like, okay. I wanted to wake up with it in my hand, but it has to manifest naturally in order to be in my hand naturally. But I just want that from that prophetic dream. Just let me hold that prophecy and just bring it into reality. But it has to manifest. That's the process. <laughs> Hallelujah. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I love you. Enjoy the angels of breakthrough. 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 I love you.